Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, December 20th. I'm Mark Dent here with Rob Litterst, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about Chipotle. The fast casual restaurant chain has long been known as a robot-friendly environment. They've used the technology for making guacamole and assembling salads and bowls. But now Chipotle is going to go straight to the source. They want to use robots for farming, and it's going to be very interesting. But before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and run down the biggest headlines today across business and tech. We'll start off with some big tech. Google will pay $700 million to settle its antitrust lawsuit with state attorneys general. Now, there's been quite a bit of legal action against Google. This one is about its app store. And this fine, $630 million of it is going to go to consumers who may have overpaid for apps, and $70 million will go to the states. And on top of that, the company will now allow Play App Store developers to charge users directly. Moving on to cars. Volkswagen reportedly heard enough negative customer feedback about its cars' touchscreen controls that it will bring back buttons to all future vehicles. This, obviously, is a huge win for old folks and a huge win for us. Yeah, am I an old folk, Mark? Because I actually really like buttons. Is that weird? I have an old car. My car's an 03, so it has buttons. But like whenever I'm like renting a car or driving like my wife's car, like the screens are so not intuitive at all for when you're driving a car. No, they're not intuitive at all. And the electrification of cars has created so many issues. So my uncle had a car that had one of these screens. He had his skis resting in the center console between the two front seats and he had to hit the brakes and his skis jumped forward and nailed this touchscreen. And I swear, I think he went to go get it repaired and it was like over 10 grand to replace it. The cost was outrageous. Yeah, it's just like one of those situations where it makes very little sense. There might be a few practical reasons to have gone from like the sort of analog to what we have now. There's maybe a few components of cars where it makes sense, but in general, it just does not. So I am so thankful that Volkswagen is doing this and I hope it's a sign of more to come, honestly. I'm team button. Good for you, Volkswagen. Yes. All right, one more car tech story, actually. We're not as passionate about this one, but TomTom and Microsoft are launching a fully integrated AI-powered conversational automotive assistant. So TomTom, of course, is the GPS company, and they're going to demo the new tool at next month's CES. So if you're there, check it out. Okay, on to the luxury news. While we're right around Christmas, I think it's good to think about luxuries. Maybe you'll be getting some. Christie's, the famous luxury auction company, expects to end 2023 with $6.2 billion 
in art and luxury goods sales. That's up 7% from 2019, but actually down about 25% from last year when it sold off the late Paul Allen's $1.5 billion art collection. Still sticking around this sort of like whole auction and luxury news here, there was a really lucky person in Richmond, Virginia, who bought a glass vase at Goodwill and then was able to sell it for $107,000 at auction. The vase was made by renowned Italian architect and designer Carlo Scarpa. Finally, Chuck E. Cheese is rolling out a grown-up menu across its 600 U.S. locations. The menu, which includes four new pizza flavors, one with pineapple, by the way, and also some spicy meatballs, wings, and desserts. And they're basically hoping that that's going to lure in some more parents. The chain is exploring a sale and hoping to get $1 billion in that sale. Rob, does that sound adult-friendly to you? I mean, no. When you mentioned pineapple as a topping and adults, I think there's an immediate contradiction. Yeah. Honestly, Chuck E. Cheese brings back incredible nostalgia for me. I just did this big thing this weekend with my son and our family going to this Polar Express train children's event. And I'll tell you what, man, when a place actually gets how to put on an entertaining event for children and like really nails it, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Like this was literally like the best thing that I've ever been to in that vein. But Chuck E. Cheese is one of those places that gives me kind of the same vibes. Like I just remember climbing through like all of those playground structures, jumping around in the ball pit, eating some awesome Neapolitan style pizza. It's super flat and cheesy. I love that stuff. It was awesome. Yeah, Neapolitan might be generous, but uh, (laughs) they will take it for their adult menu. Okay, let's move on to the main story, which is also kind of about food. Chipotle, the fast casual chain, has just been among the most popular restaurants in America for going on a couple of decades now. And they've been very innovative when it comes to technology, particularly with robots. And they're going to have even more robots coming, it sounds like. Yeah, there's a lot of food tech and a lot of food robots that are starting to make their way into fast food kitchens. And I, for one, I'm a big fan of Chipotle to begin with. I mean, I think they've had their share of issues. They had the norovirus issue. But in general, I think Chipotle has really kind of helped usher in this era of healthier fast food, which I think is really good in general. It's brought us things like Sweetgreen. It's brought us Kava, which recently went public. And a whole host of other fast food chains that kind of try to be a little bit healthier. Yeah, I just had lunch here. I'm in the Kansas City suburbs today. And I met a friend and it was just like a kind of a local place called Doc Greens. But it was just very much the Chipotle style. You go in and they build something for you behind the counter. I feel like just so many places have really taken the Chipotle strategy and just kind of made it their own. Whatever food it is that they're making, you know? Yeah. Chipotle's food, burritos, lends itself very well to automation and robots because so much of the stuff that you need to do to create the ingredients and put the ingredients into burritos is very, very simple. Yeah. The first thing that they did was introduce Chippy, which was a robot tasked with cranking out tortilla chips. Then came Atacado, a guacamole making robot, which, I mean, these names are incredible. They are. They're good. Whoever is naming these robots at Chipotle deserves a raise. It's incredibly well done. And finally, they had a robot built to assemble salads and bowls. So like I mentioned before, Chipotle with salads, bowls, burritos, these are all things where you know, you're know you kind of just plopping these ingredients in there and either 
rolling something up, which obviously humans are doing for now, or mixing them up. And either way, I think there are things that a robot could absolutely assist with. But now they're going upstream. Exactly. They're going to the supply for this new robot. So Chipotle is bringing robots from the counter all the way back to the source on the farm. They have a $50 million venture fund called Cultivate Next, and it recently invested in Greenfield Robotics, which if you haven't heard of it, is an ag tech startup that makes AI-based autonomous robots that support regenerative farming. So this is very, very cool. I think regenerative farming, if you've ever read Michael Pollan's Omnivore's Dilemma, is this incredible idea where a farm is essentially its own ecosystem where everything kind of feeds off of each other. Mm. Could not recommend that book enough because it really helps you understand what's going into our food supply and how to ultimately differentiate between food quality from like fast food to whole foods to regenerative farms and all that good stuff. But Chipotle is investing in this company that is building robots to support regenerative farming. And these robots can do a bunch of things. First of all, they can continuously cut weeds between rows of crops 24-7, obviously saves a lot of time and energy. They can reduce reliance on chemicals traditionally used to kill weeds, which is obviously good. And they minimize the risk for farmers and make farming more sustainable. Chipotle's investment is a big deal here. So with this money, Greenfield Robotics can add more capabilities to its robots, which includes soil testing, crop planting, and micro spraying. So a lot of the kind of like blocking and tackling to make sure that you have the infrastructure in place, I think, to grow really healthy and sustainable food. And so Chipotle is seemingly really at the front of all this, maybe more than a lot of the other restaurant chains. But some other of these restaurants, they've been getting into AI. They've been getting into some robots just this year. What are some other kind of forays into AI that we have seen across the fast food landscape? Yeah. I mean, the thing about fast food is so much of the processes are repeatable. Mm -hmm. So there are so many different ways that this can be applied. I think one example is Wendy's recently partnered with Google Cloud to launch AI-powered voice automation at the Mm drive-thru, which honestly feels like very low-hanging fruit. At the end of the day, there's a very fixed menu. It shouldn't be that hard for... AI to understand what you want, even if you want to make some adjustments to your food. Another example here, IHOP partnered with Google and added AI-generated food recommendations for customers that are ordering online, which is an interesting application there. Yeah, that seems also very easy. Yeah. And lastly, and I think we talked about this earlier this year, but Sweetgreen acquired Spice, a robotics food prep company to automate its salad assembly process. They're basically like Chipotle for salad. Kava is kind of like Chipotle for Mediterranean. I think Sweetgreen is like another one that can really kind of follow this playbook from Chipotle. It definitely seems like fast food is giving into our robot overlords here, Mark. It really does. When you really run through, you know, not just this Chipotle story, but these other three examples you just gave there. Yeah, it's happening quickly. I mean, if you go through the Wendy's drive through like you don't really care if you're talking to a person or not yeah. because you're basically just like reading out an order. These robots are taking people's jobs in one way or another, which isn't always great. But were these the best jobs to begin with? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, one real quick thing, because we're sort of on the subject of restaurants and we talked about analog things and we're towards the end of the year and we're looking ahead to the new year. I'm just going to throw this out there. We see a certain technology that's gone into restaurants where they no longer have a waiter and you just use your phone for the QR code and then you order and you pay on your phone. I don't want that anymore. Come on, we need to keep having waiters and having like the personal touch there, okay? Agreed, I'm with you. Thank you everybody for tuning in today for the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. 
Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We have a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, please go get signed up at thehustle.co slash email and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.